0: Welcome everyone. This morning we are continuing our series called Let's Talk About That. So if you're in-house and you want to find a seat, that'd be great. We're continuing our series Let's Talk About That. Over the last few weeks, we've been uh, sharing on stage and hearing some, some of uh, the stories of our, our pastoral team as we've been going through COVID over this past year, and we haven't had the chance to be together in person often. Uh, we just wanted to give you a chance to get to know some of our pastoral team, some of their stories and the journeys they've been walking through and what God's been doing in their lives over this last season. And today we get the chance to hear from Pastor James and Bethany, and uh, they are an awesome couple. Are Actually, uh, thank, yeah, let's give it up for them this morning. They are actually currently our longest tenured staff members at this church so that's that's pretty or for i should say pastoral staff members I don't want to glaze over things too much. But yeah, they are our current, our longest pastoral staff members here. And so if you, ha- if you have a question for them this morning and you want to ask them, uh, you can actually text the word TALK to 250-478-7113. It's just our church phone number in case you forget it or are wondering what it is, and it's on the screens as well. But if you have a question that you would specifically like these two to address this morning, you can text that word TALK to, to that number, and we would love to get to that uh, later on. So as we get started though this morning, um, Pastor James and Bethany, why don't you guys tell us a little bit about your story? How long have you two been together? Um, maybe share a little bit about your family as well, uh, just in case people haven't had the chance to meet you yet.
1: Yeah, we've uh, been married for nine years now. Uh, we met at Nanoose Bay Camp, uh, where, where love happens, and so...
0: <laughs> is that the slogan of the camp specifically?
1: Yeah, it is. It is. Yeah, we're working on changing <laughs> yeah. it. Right be confusing. Yeah, I don't know if we should go there. But uh, we um, we met at the Bay camp. Uh, Bethany uh, lived in Langley and I lived in Nanaimo. And we uh, eventually, I went over for Bible college and I knew in my head I'm getting closer. And so uh, we, I decided that I'd call her up, literally on the ferry, moving to uh, Abbotsford. And that's how our relationship started. Do we have kids?
2: We have two... Is this on? Hello.
0: Hello. Use James's for a second.
2: We have two kids. Um, one is four, and the other one is one and a half. So think, Dallas is four.
0: I think we have a picture of them. Do we? Am I correct on that? We do. Ah, yeah. This is your family. So
2: Dallas is four, and Lachlan is one and a half. And there are crazy zoo at home, <laughs> but we love them to bits.
0: Yeah, these two are awesome. They, they're they around the church building quite a bit, and uh, they know exactly where my M&M stash is in my office, so. And Dallas
2: yeah. has to get one for everybody who is currently around, and then yeah. he hands them out. Sometimes yeah. they're a little bit soggy.
0: That just shows you guys are great parents right there. You're raising a generous child already. It's awesome. I mean, it does deplete my M&M stash pretty quickly, but generosity is worth it, so. Um, for you two, um, what would be some of your favorite hobbies or things that you like to do to enjoy um, some of your downtime that you might have?
2: Downtime? Um, <laughs>
0: <laughs> I guess not much with two little kids. Not much but, with
2: two little boys. Yeah. But um, I love being with people, being with friends, with family. Um, I do some quilting on the side with my mom. Um, yeah, we like to adventure together. We like to go outside, outdoors, do ventures with the boys, which is really fun as they get older. Dallas gets really excited. He, he gets really excited for family days! <laughs> and so, when we say a family day, he's like... Just ant. Yeah.
1: We, uh, one of my... Uh, the guy who did our wedding, and a mentor in my life, uh, gave me a suggestion when we were getting married, and he said, James, find a hobby. And, uh, and I took that very seriously, and our, my, I have a vast array of hobbies that put us into financial debt. Uh, not actually, but I like to fish, I like four by fouring, I like a whole bunch of different things, collecting camping gear, going camping, not just collecting the gear, but that part of the collecting is more fun to me than camping, uh, and so I like to do a lot of things. And uh, what's exciting to me is that our boys love doing the things that I love doing. They love going fishing. They love going out in my boat. They love uh, going on adventure
0: and four by fouring and camping and stuff. So, awesome. Over uh, over COVID, we've had a lot of time with Netflix. I think most of us have. Um, what would you say has been your favorite TV show, and why would that be?
2: During COVID or in general?
0: In general, just in general. What, what's, uh, what's a must-watch for people?
2: Well, over COVID, we did like a m- bunch of like mini-series. We kind of like, like, binged some series <laughs> that were like short episodes that you could like watch, You sneak in a couple after the boys go to bed. So we did Superstore, which is a very funny show. It's quick and easy. But my my all-time favorites are the Chicago series: so Chicago Fire, Chicago PD, Chicago Med. I like the I like it when they mix into one and you get to watch one big, it's almost like a movie.
0: Just like you're a fan of Chicago in general, basically. Yeah, okay. yeah.
2: Gotcha. I've never been there, okay. but yeah.
0: <laughs> I don't
1: know, I, I, don't, know. Mm-hmm. I don't know, I don't know. If I had the choice to sit down and watch TV, I would just turn on YouTube and I would watch like videos of 4x4-ing. Four <laughs> to be honest with you, it's kind of ridiculous. So all my favorite TV shows are her favorite TV shows, unless I get to watch YouTube 4x4-ing four and fishing videos.
0: <laughs> You're a good husband, James. Um, we had a couple questions start to come in. I did not send this one in, but Pastor James, who is your favorite pastor that you have worked with over the last six years? <laughs> I'll take Uh, myself out. Present company excluded. (laughs) Um, That's a, that, I'm not, We'll move on to the next question.
2: I Um, think Sean sent that in for maybe from Imiti. I
0: can't, I can't reveal who sent that in. Um, But another question that has come in is, uh, Pastor James, we've seen a lot of growth in your life over the past six years. What would you say have been the top three areas uh, that you've kind of seen growth in within your own life? Uh, that's hard
1: to answer um, because I, I, I think I'm fairly self-aware. However, it's easier for other people to gauge that. Um, and so I think it's easier for, you know, Bethany maybe to answer that or other pastoral staff to answer that. But I would say that um, right off the top of my head, I think I'm more empathetic um, than I was maybe six or seven years ago. Um, I think I am I, stronger mentally in some of my own mental health stuff, as well as uh, just the way I perceive things. Um, Yeah, and then um, I would say spiritually as well, I take my faith more seriously. Um, But again, I think that's just how I view things. I don't know how other people view things.
2: I also think you've taken the time to develop yourself. So you've pursued mentor relationships. You've pursued coaching. Um, yeah, you haven't just allowed yourself to become stagnant. So you've pursued, um, you pursued the growth rather than allowing yourself just to be where you are.
0: That's good. Thanks for, thanks for sharing that. Um, we had um, a question for you, Bethany. Um, what's it like being a pastor's wife, especially with two young boys at home and all the challenges that that must bring as well?
2: Yeah, um, being a pastor's wife is very... I might start crying. <laughs> it's very unique. It's very lonely. Um, it's very special. I get to journey with James as he journeys with all of you. Um, I also get the James that comes home at the end of the day and dumps on me, and where do I go with that? Um, but I also get to see those grads journey through our ministry and send them off. So it's yeah, it's a it's a loaded question. Yeah. And then with the two boys, so. I chose as a pastor's wife to be heavily involved. Not every um, pastor's wife chooses that. It's not what they're called to, but I felt like I was called to stand with James in his ministry and be a part of it. Um, And so early on, that's what we did. We partnered, we were together. Then we had kids and Dallas came into the mix. Um, And we just continued. Dallas flexed with us. He came to youth, we put him down in office to go to sleep on youth nights. He was around, basically all the students helped raise him. It was great. Um, And then Lachlan came along, which another kid adds a whole other mix. He was a whole different kid. He needed to be in his bed. He needed routine way more than Dallas did. Um, And then COVID hit and My identity, who I have invested who I am as a pastor's wife, was stripped away Mm. in basically a moment of saying, church is done. Mm. Ministries are done. Um, And so it was identity crisis for me because James still got to go to church. As much as his position changed and he didn't get to see people face to face, I didn't even get to even go to anything anymore.
0: Yeah,
2: And um, that was really hard navigating that. Um, I had to relearn who I was in Christ, who I was in the body of Christ. Um, and yeah, and seeing the grad uh, slideshow, it's like we lost a whole two years of grads that we missed out on seeing them grad. It's like some of those kids is like, Holy smokes, have they grown up. Like (laughs) We see them on Facebook, we see them on social media, but we miss that whole season. And so, yeah, it's been challenging. Mm -hmm. But with the boys, it's like, I knew as having Lachlan, I knew my season of being heavily involved was coming to an end. Mm -hmm. So I started mourning that a bit earlier, started handing off some things that I had responsibility over. I don't remember what the last part of the question was. <laughs> that's, that's great. I think yeah. you nailed it. Thanks for sharing so. that,
0: Bethany. And I, I think, I, yeah, I don't think you'd be alone. COVID has been so challenging in a lot of ways. You know, I was, uh, we were just back in Saskatchewan and I was talking to friends there and they're like, what's it been like being a pastor during COVID? And I was just like, weird. It's weird, all the things that you normally have done and the ways that you connected with people are just all kind of stripped away and you have to find new rhythms and new routines and new ways of doing all that stuff. So I I, I resonate with you, it's a weird time. Um, So thanks so much for sharing that though. I think that was really honest and open and I appreciate that. Um, Pastor James, uh, we had a question come in from Pastor Sean who is not here this morning, Uh, but Pastor Sean said, Pastor James, why have you not taken me out on your boat yet to fish? (laughs) Uh, I separate ministry
1: and boat time. <laughs>
0: Specifically, Sean. <laughs> uh, it'll be great in office this week. It's exciting. Um, we had we had a great question come in, uh, Pastor James. It's no secret that you have in quotes a rowdy past. How did you reconcile um, the past brokenness? together for you two as a couple so how did you guys work through kind of some of those difficulties that maybe you had in your past um, for you as a couple married couple together
1: uh, daily <laughs> uh, honestly the, it's it's daily and a uh, short story of my past is I didn't grow up in a Christian home uh, and I got involved with uh, drugs and alcohol and, and selling and distributing such things and Yeah, it was just a rowdy pass, and uh, I would say that I didn't, I I don't think I ever had a transformation moment where all of a sudden the Lord just stripped me out of things. It was uh, um, a slow um, refinement. And so I think, especially in our earlier years of dating, it was a slow refinement. I remember uh, after two weeks of dating, Bethany, we were sitting in a car in a future shop parking lot, and I said, I don't think I'll ever love you or trust you. just because of some of the past things that I've gone through and, and stuff like that. And how encouraging is that on maybe your third date? Um, <laughs> and, and Bethany stayed uh, with me. And so I'm thankful for her grace and her patience as the Lord has continued to work and the Holy Spirit has continued to, to refine. But it, honestly, it's just continuing to trust Jesus and, and evaluate yourself.
2: And I think different seasons bring out different things. So to begin with, it was our marriage and figuring out who we were as people and dealing with conflict and dealing with communication as we were raised totally different. I was raised that you have clear conversations. You sit respectfully. James was learned that you just yell at each other all at the same time and then it's over and you move on. (laughs) And so it's like, oh, and then it's like, then you start having kids and you learn that your parenting is so different, and you learn how to deal with the kids is so different, simply because of our past and how we were raised. And so it's like, like he said, it's a daily thing, daily refining, daily conversations, daily challenges.
1: <laughs> I think the main thing there though is, through all of it, is just open communication. Like if you're not communicating in your marriage, if you're not communicating in life, then how are you really growing? Mm-hmm. Um, and how are you understanding each other and so um, you know Bethany if I step out of line in her eyes and I'm completely fine in mine if she doesn't doesn't communicate that then how am I going to adapt and be a better husband a better pastor a better f- father and so um, I think it's we have to communicate and so I think we do that well we could always do it better
0: mm-hmm. That's it's good um, we had another good question come in. If you two had a dinner party and you could invite two people, living or dead, who would they be and why? Easy. <laughs> non spiritual. <laughs> Denzel Washington
1: and Justin Timberlake. <laughs> <Wow>. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. You want to unpack that for us a little bit? <laughs> Justin Timberlake's the greatest singer in the world. Okay. And Denzel Washington's the greatest actor in the world. Okay.
2: We watch every Denzel Washington movie. Yeah.
1: I don't know if we should advertise that. There's some
2: (laughs) sketchy movies. Some of them I just close my eyes and... (laughs)
0: Oh, that's good. Um, For you two, um, what made you pursue youth ministry? I mean, Bethany, you said you wanted to minister alongside of James and James, you with that specific pastoral vocation. What made you want to to pursue youth ministry and what kind of directed you towards that
2: um before i met james i had a call on my life to minister girls to know that they are worthy they have worth um that yeah and just walking alongside life with them so i was involved in youth ministries before james and i started dating um yeah i just i just had that on my heart and so then we partnered.
1: Um, Simply put, I guess, I um, know my past and the odds that I had in life and I know um, I wanted to see students, individuals, people know that they we're loved and valued and that there's a God who loves and values them and cares about them. There's a God that's fun and not just this religious overlord, but that that there's a God that's fun. And so I wanted to point people towards Jesus. And and there was a person in my life um, who... um, Yeah, I would say uh, my youth pastor. Um, Mike Boomer was a huge reason why I stepped into ministry and uh and Mike mentored me well, pastored me well, um, pointed me towards jesus well and uh and I just want to love students and I want to show students that there's a God that loves them
0: mm, that's so good um well, I think. I'm just speaking for myself, and you know, on behalf of our church, thank you for how you guys do that as a couple for our students in this church. Um, There's so many youth who I've seen you pour into, and they're turning into some amazing people. And that's partly the households they come from, but you guys have such an influence in their lives. And you get to see, like you said, some of those graduation stories happen today. So thank you for the countless hours, the, the car rides home, the late night phone calls that you guys get. Um, for our youth ministry. Uh, we are better because you guys are on our staff, so thank you for how you pastor and lead our youth ministry. Um, we had uh, a few other kind of questions. One of the things, um, Pastor James, you talked about a little bit earlier was uh, just the mental health side of things. Um, uh, I think you've shared from this stage before so that you've had some journeys through the mental health side of things, and, and so what does that look like for uh, for you over the you know, this, this last season and, and understanding your own mental health and, and trying to move to a healthy place in that area. Um, and then maybe off of that, what would you encourage, just someone who maybe is sitting here today listening, who might have some mental health struggles as well with? Mm-hmm.
1: Um, it's a long road, <laughs> it, and it can be a long road. And so for myself, there was a point in time, and there was, uh, I would also relate it to the hardest moments in our marriage, Um, where, you know, Dallas was born, our church was going through major transition pastorally, and then I all of a sudden started dealing with just mental breakdowns and high anxiety and just brutal, brutal uh, moments that led to brutal moments in our marriage uh, where I thought, "Ah, she'll be better off without me, I should leave um, and stuff like that. And I got to a point um, in my life, in my own thinking, where I thought, this is not normal. This is not okay to think this way. This is not okay to continue to have uh, this major anxiety. Um, it's so what's wrong with me? Because there's something wrong with me, and and I think a lot of people um, don't pursue that thought or that pattern of what's wrong with me. How can I fix it? And so uh, I I. Um, I started exercising more, started eating healthier. I started uh, reading more books and, and praying more. And I thought, I'm gonna take care of my physical health, my spiritual health, uh, my mental health. Like I'm going to, to try to get better. And things actually only mentally got worse uh, for me. And our marriage started to suffer more and more. Uh, I would say that I became a, a worse and worse pastor. Um, and, uh, and I continued to think, what is wrong? And so I decided to go to the doctor and I said, I don't fully want to go down this whole mental health side of things. I I see too many people manipulate and abuse the whole, I have anxiety, depression, mental health thing. So I don't really want to walk down that path. And he's like, okay, let's do blood tests. And so we did a ton of blood tests just to find out that I was really healthy, which makes sense because I was exercising and eating healthy <laughs> and doing all these things. Um, and then uh, after a long process, uh, yeah, um, I was diagnosed with, uh, with anxiety, which is interesting because you think of anxiety as this, uh, you're worried about everything and you're worried the world is going to crumble and did I leave the oven on? And that's not how it is for me. Uh, lots of anxiety for me is frustration, easily annoyed, um, and stuff like that. And so it was a long path of trying to figure out that and then being okay with uh, having uh, medication. Um, as a as a pastor, I'm like, why, why Lord, why don't you just heal me? Or as a man, I thought, hey, um, I just need to get over this. I need to just be a better man. And And... I just think I hid behind stereotypes Hmm. instead of realizing there is uh, uh, a God that cares and has made a different path for me. Hmm. Um, Yeah, so my encouragement, I guess, in this sense of things is, I think you always have to be self-evaluating. Where am I at? Is this okay? Not is this okay for me, but is this okay? Hmm. And how can I get better? And don't be afraid to, Go for a walk, go for a run, whatever you need to do, but also don't be afraid to go and talk to a doctor. Um, one of my favorite portions of Scripture actually is Elijah when he's, he's, he's frustrated and he's angry and he's, um, and he's like, I just want to die. And God's like, no, 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 here's some food, go take a nap. And then he does and he's okay. <laughs> so maybe, maybe in your frustration you just need to take a nap and, and have some food. But also, <laughs> also maybe you need to see a doctor, I don't yeah. know.
2: There was also a point where it was something that, like, I saw James's mental health deteriorate over time. And it would show up and it would, it was a cycle, right? So it would be okay and then it would crash and then it would be okay and then it would crash. Most of the time it crashed at home behind the doors, right? Behind the closed doors and nobody would see it but me. Um, And as a wife, I couldn't bring it up to him, right? Not when there's the low, and in the high, you can kind of talk about it a bit, but it doesn't get dealt with because he's in the high, right? Um, And so at at one point in the journey when it was very low, I remembered it was like, we got to welcome people in on this journey, because I can only say so much. I can't tell him to go to the doctors. He needs to hear it from not only other people, but he needs to learn it himself. Yeah. And it needs to be a decision personally for himself to say, I am going to ask for help. Mm. And so that was a really, really hard cycle in our marriage. And knowing that inviting people on the journey brings it to light
0: yeah.
2: and takes it out of the darkness. Mm. And that was huge to overcome that. And I think it was a part of a, a spiritual realm yeah. as well as matching with the meds of like, Yes, we we aren't perfect people. Even as pastors, we're not perfect. There's struggles that we have. Yeah. And and coming out of that and saying, like, we need help. James needs help. How can we conquer this hmm. in many different realms with medication and support?
0: That's so good, Bethany. Um, yeah, I think uh, just being alongside you guys throughout that journey, I um, just want to encourage and commend you. You guys have done such a good job with that, you know. Um, seeking help, being honest and open about where things are at. And and if you're watching today or sitting in here and you're struggling with stuff, I think that um, commendation from Bethany, couldn't echo it more. Don't, don't suffer alone. Don't suffer in the darkness. Bring it out into light and bring other people that you trust into your story because that's where health can happen and where freedom hopefully can happen in greater ways in your life and in your story. Um, just like one last kind of question for you two, then I'll give you a chance to just share some closing uh, comments. Uh, what would you say has been the biggest thing God's been teaching you throughout this pandemic? You know, we're kind of coming to the place where we're in our first Sunday where we can actually meet without the restrictions and stuff like that. Um, what, what has God been teaching you throughout this pandemic? Um, maybe personally or whatever kind of direction you wanna go with that, but what has been something that you've been, you feel like God's been teaching you? I think for, um, for me, I, I had the
1: opportunity a couple of weeks ago to um, meet with a bunch of pastors from all over BC. And one of the questions I asked them is, what, what's the number one thing you miss during COVID? And, and it's a specific group of pastors. And they would all say relationship. We all miss people. We miss each other. And, uh, and I think that would bring true in, within our personal lives as well. We miss our friends. We miss our family. You know, we miss going to Saskatoon over the last two years. (laughs) Um, We miss people. And so uh, I think the challenge from the Lord in my life is you knew what you had then before COVID, and you knew what you miss now. It's relationship. How are you going to do relationship different so that you're not just you know, treating it as, as ah, like, you know what I mean? Like, how are you taking relationship with people more seriously? How are you investing into the people that you have around you? That's good, James. And how are you continuing to build better, stronger, healthier relationships? Hmm. Um, and so moving forward, as we move out of COVID and towards uh, some sort of normalcy, the challenge I have for myself uh, especially in ministry, is, how am I building better relationships with our church? How am I deepening our relationships with our church? How am I deepening our relationships with my friends and my family? And so I think that's the number one thing, is, is I think, I believe we are made for relationship.
0: So let's, let's
1: be intentional about
0: it. Hmm. Uh, I mean, that wasn't even planned, but what a, what a great primer for our summer series. <laughs> we're going to be talking about the one another's of scripture and how we can do those things together i mean you're not even aware of it and you're already just pointing people to pay attention this summer it's so good james bethany go ahead
2: um i said it earlier but probably my identity Mm -hmm. and as it stripped away of my identity who i was like on this earthly world learning who my identity was in christ and part of that was this might come a shock to some of you but i've never read wrote I've never read the Bible from beginning to end. Hmm. Um, and so for me, I decided what better way to learn my identity than to dig into the Word. That's good. So I've been reading. I'm not doing the church. <laughs> I'm not doing the church one. <laughs> That's another no-no. But I wanted, I wanted to read it chronologically yeah. from beginning to end because... I just, I just wanted to know the whole story, yeah. not just like... Because the Bible, is it jumps around and repeats in different spots. So I yeah. just wanted to read it from beginning to end. Um, and it's been really cool reading when you get into Samuel and... Le- um, first and second Samuel, learning about um, David. And then you jump to King David and you jump to the Psalms and back and forth. And reading the Psalms and how they were written in the midst yeah. of his life has been really really cool for me and learning who I am.
0: Awesome. Thanks for sharing, Bethany. And uh, can we just thank Pastor James and Bethany for sharing this morning? (laughs) Let's just uh, close off in a word of prayer today. God, thank you so much for Pastor James and Bethany and uh, the blessing that they are to so many and to our church family. And uh, God is they've shared. They've had um, some struggles of their own, but I, I just am so grateful for them, Lord, and sharing their their struggles honestly and openly so that um, you may be glorified, Jesus, in this. Um, I'm just reminded of Paul's words. It's in our weakness that you are made strong, Jesus. And in those areas where James and Bethany have just shared, uh, I pray that People would connect to those things. That Jesus, you would be made uh, great in their lives and in their stories. And thank you for how you have already journeyed with them and brought them through so much um, to get to the point where they are at today. And thank you for how they love and serve our youth department and love and serve our church um, in this in 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 Colwood here. And so, God, thank you for their family. Thanks for. Dallas and Laughlin, and we just pray your blessing over them in this next season of life and ministry together. In your name, Jesus, we pray. Amen. Amen. Well, thanks so much everyone for being here this morning. Um, if you're brand new, as Pastor James mentioned earlier, you can text NEW to 250 um, 478 I'll also just be headed over back to that back area over there, and I'd love to get a chance to meet you this morning too. So have an amazing rest of your week, church family, and uh, go with God. All right, we'll see you again next week.